Welcome to the Couple of Nurses Podcast with your hosts, Peter Fendero and myself, Matt Slarchik. Good morning to everyone. Those that are new, welcome. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to finish the episode. Give us a good rating. We really appreciate it. This is how we grow. This is how we grow organically and it kind of ranks us high on the charts and it motivates us to keep creating high quality content. How are we doing, Petey? I'm doing good. I don't know if I'm getting used to this California climate, but like nights are cold. I get cold at night. And usually I wouldn't get cold unless it was like, you know, in the 50s, like high 40s, right? It's a desert thing. I don't know. If, is it? You think so? I don't know if California's making me, making me weak to weather. No, because Chicago has a lot of times it's bad weather. And it's cold and you just, you, just, you just deal with it because that's what you've been dealing with. But all this nice warm weather here, it's been perfect. Yeah, there's no humidity or not as much. So those nights become very cold. Mm. But it warms up during the day. So you have that like tease. And I think that's what really affects us. I like it. Because in Chicago, you have like one steady flow because of humidity. Mm. So throughout the night, it's a little bit nice and warm. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it. I, I personally like it more than, than uh, like a humidity. I was never a fan of humidity, but... So guys, on this episode, we're going to talk about transitioning in between night shift and your day schedules. The hardest part about night shift work as a nurse is going to be transitioning back to a normal routine once you get off work. So the key to that is have optimal nutrition, optimum sleep, and optimal recovery for the most part, and just able to do a certain task on your off days. That's the secret sauce to success as a night shift. And that's one thing about the medical field, that it's a 24-hour business, and there's nurses that need to be working those 12-hour shifts, 7P to 7A. Me and Peter are one of those nurses. I'm getting over it, man. You're getting over it? I think so. But I'm not going to change anytime soon, but, but you know, a few more years tops, and that's it. So we've been doing it for, what, four years? Mm-hmm. That's all we've been doing is night shift. And even, like, during nursing school, I was working at UPS as a forklift operator, that was my thing during uh, nursing school. And I used to go to sleep like at 12 a.m. or 1 a.m. Because I used to work like late. Really? Like if I, if I, if I want to get some overtime or get some extra money, I got to stay till like 3 or 4 a.m. unloading mm-hmm. trucks. Yeah, I was opposite. I was always uh, going to work in the morning. Like for like the store positions that, that I've had. Like those, those uh, back in the day where I used to work at a deli, like in a Polish deli. Like a random, Making random sandwiches. Deli. Making sandwiches, sandwiches and stuff like that. Uh, like I was always there in the, like in the morning like six o'clock seven o'clock so i was always would do morning even when i worked like in the, the rehab center that was morning only time i would do like a night shift is if my buddy convinced me because you know they were short like two cnas at, at that time and like he wanted like you know because it's always easier to work with a friend were you a morning person i was definitely a morning person 100 percent morning person now i'm like not a morning person not a night person i'm like nothing it's like... So I've always been a morning person. Like, I always used to get up early in, in the morning, like, like work out. I used to always do things like that. And even in Chicago, like, you know, you know I went to the gym af- after, after work because I just like doing it because I got that little burst of energy in the morning. That's why I like to have, like, a structured schedule with, like, a work schedule and, like, line that up where I work three in a row just so I could already have that finish and I could just transition to, you know, being days and being normal for my yeah. off days. I, I feel like as a night shift nurse... Every single night is like, I could have got more sleep because it's never enough, you mm-hmm. know? Like, you're you're always, like, chasing and doing things and staying up because of night shift. It, you have energy at, at midnight, at 1 a.m. Like, you can do it. You can tell yourself. Mm. And it's hard to, like, get sleep because you could stay up. You got to do things in the morning. Then, like, before you know it, you're, like, your three days are up or two days and you got to come back on the shift. You have to do things in the morning. You take a nap, but you still go to work and it's like, damn, 
I could use more sleep. Yeah, night shift for sure has maybe more prone to sleeping in, hundred percent. Oh yeah. Like there's been times where I would sacrifice, you know, anything just to sleep an hour extra or sleep two hours extra, you know, and just because like your body, I don't know if it's like a natural response, but I, I guess it would be a natural response. Like a natural response is is that fear of not getting enough sleep the next day or the next day because. You know, like your body, for your body, takes time to to adapt to shift from days to nights. So if you're always constantly like in sleep depth and you're working nights, you're gonna be more prone to sleeping in because your body is like never gets enough sleep. It never does. So it's always trying to catch up. You know, I'm also wondering about right now, the people that have like this very consistent routine of waking up in the morning and just running their day. Like you know, like Jocko wakes up at four thirty and goes and hustles. Like, do you think that keeps you more disciplined? And if so, because right now, like, I feel like we could sleep in whenever. Do you think that creates, like, less discipline in sleep so then it, like, correlates with, like, life sometimes or you don't feel as disciplined? 100%. Like, food for thought. I'm sure you could look You could look back on a day where, you know, the, the night prior you planned out to do these four things the next day. And it required you to wake up at 8 a.m., but the latest you get up is, is, is like 9.30, let's say. And then the next, the next morning comes and you slept till 10.30. So that already puts you an hour behind. You're like, yeah, at the time, at the moment in time, you got your, your, your sleep. And like, it felt good at that point in time. But when, when you wake up, you're just like, shit, I'm already an hour behind. Like, I woke up and you're, ref- and you're refrazzled because you're already behind. That's like, that's setting yourself up for basically a failure. Because your whole day is going to go to shit. You know, you might get those four things done, five things, but you're mostly going to miss the sixth or those four or five things that you did aren't going to be like in your prime. So why piss, yourself, why piss yourself off right when you wake up? Like try and stick to like a good wake up routine. You know what I'm saying? Like you had it's those tough. eight days for sure it's where tough. you oversleep and you're, you're like, God damn, I oversleep. Now I, now I can't do this. Now, right. I, now I can't do that. Now I'm, I'm still tired. Like, with a, like it's almost, you feel like it's almost, it was pointless to stay up or to stay in that extra hour. Yep. Yeah, it's it's you're, yeah. You're constantly fighting with yourself, and that's like the hardest part about night shift is like we have to transition over. If you work three threes in a row, you'll do it once a week, and and it sucks. That period like blows, and everybody has a different way of getting back into it. You know, like right now for me, it's Tuesday for me and Peter. Thursday's gonna come. We probably gotta take a nap before work, and then like we do three in a row, and then. Sunday morning, we decide, what do you want to do? Do you want to sleep in and get your six hours, wake up? Or do you want to, like, get a lot of stuff done, take a power nap for two hours or whatever it might be, and let us let the day begin? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, when you transition from days to, like, night shift work, like, the first thing I think into consideration, like Matt said, is going to be, like, your schedule. Like, your yeah. schedule, your work schedule. Do you want to do three in a row? Do you like doing one on, one off? Do you like doing two on? And then having a few off and then vice versa. Like that's kind of going to have to be geared toward towards your way. The way that works best for, for myself and Matt is just working three days in a row. Yeah. That way your body's not flipping day shift, night shift as often. Right. Because somebody has to do it twice a week when you come on shift and when you come off shift. And, and it's amazing for those that have the ability to have a set schedule. Great, great. Not everyone can have that like travel nursing right now, right? Like we're dealing with it where... We have threes, but then also we do like, you know, two on, one off. And those those get annoying because mm-hmm. that one day, if you feel like you wasted sometimes or like, you're, you know, you're waking up and you're already like doing things and you're like, damn, I got to go to bed soon, mm-hmm. work the next day. Yeah, we're definitely those kind of people that like to, um, you know, just like get shit done over with. 
that's why we like to do it for the most part. I mean, we don't always do it, but but natively we gear towards, like you say, like our friend always says, batch work. You know, we like to get our three nights on work off in a row. Just be done with it. Got my three three shifts, got my 36 hours, got my 40 hours, whatever you need, and you're done with that. And it, move on yeah. to the next day. And for us, it's also like mentally transitioning, right? So you just... You're work, you know, you're going and adventuring and exploring, and we're vlogging and we're podcasting. Our mind and our focus is there, and then once work comes, we have like an off switch, and we're worried about less of those things. Mm-hmm. It happens in the back burner, and we're putting our main focus into nursing. Yeah, and it's easier doing that by doing threes. Yeah, it's cool how that works. Like for us, that works great, but there's nurses out out there that can't handle three in a row. Yeah, they do like they're two on, and they would have one off, and they would work one more, and then they're off. They're off for a nice stretch, but it's not as long of a stretch as is for people that do. Three in a row. That's completely understandable. No one's gonna, no nurse out there has ever did a three in a row their first time and says, oh, this is great. Not to mention, because we talk about night shift here, like not everybody could work three night shifts either. So, you know, nursing's already hard three in a row on days. Like nights make it a little bit harder. So we respect that, you know, sometimes you have to do the uh, two, two on, one off method and that's completely fine. But just, if you feel like you're always struggling and fighting for time because let's face it, people are busy. They're probably listening to this driving or working out or whatever they're doing. Maybe you should plan that day and keep it very structured. Like have like an Apple notes of what you're going to wake up, what you're going to do hour to hour. And just like you, just so you get that like dopamine rush of like, okay, I just knocked off a little checklist for myself. Yeah. If always feels good, like swiping right on your mind or in, in saying that, you know, delete or saying it's completed. Yeah. Filling like, in that bubble. Sit, the dopamine, yeah. But if, but for out there, if you can accommodate for a three in, in a row, you should definitely try it. It's not going to be easy to do three in a row. You're not going to get used to a three in a row probably for like, like a few months until you're actually like, all right, let's get this going. But once you get that established, once you're able to do this, this three in a row, like consistently, that's going to change how you transition to, to a day person. It's going to change a lot. Because literally the best thing for you to do is just do that three in a row. It's, it's going to suck. It's going to be going to be rough all the time. But at least you'll be more used to it like in the long term wise because you're just not transitioning back and forth as often. You're like cutting your transition down to half and you are going to feel, you're going to feel better. You're going to feel more energized. You're going to get better sleep just by transitioning less. I'm telling you, dude, it's like if, it's, when I started yeah. to do th- 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 when I started to do three in a row, like that completely changed it. Like I was like, oh, this is gonna be, I'll just stick out these three days. It's structure. And then yeah, then I have the rest to do basically do whatever I want, and knowing that work is gonna be done after those just those three nights in a row is just makes me feel so much better. Yeah. yeah. And even like on my off days, I like I, I feel a lot better than I did before. Like I don't oversleep as much, or I, I don't, you know, feel as groggy, things like that. I think the big thing to also nail down when you do three in a row to help it make it easier is meal prepping. Mm. I can't stress that enough. And we've experienced it because our first week back, you know, from doing travel nursing, like we didn't set shit up where we were meal prepping. Every single day was just looking at the fridge, grabbing some shit, eating, stuffing a freaking lunchbox and then just going. Mm. Like if you meal prep, it saves you so much time and stress because you wake up. You could kind of take time to yourself, read a little bit, look on your phone instead of like worrying about what to eat. Like you have all that planned out. Yeah, meal prep is one of those things where where if you consistently do it, it's amazing. And then the week you stop doing it, you really regret it. Yep. And you really learn to appreciate how important meal prepping is and how much time it actually cuts. Yeah, that, and that's how I think of life is just like the more you become efficient by creating systems in place, the less time and stress you have 
dealing with it and you could focus on higher end tasks. Exactly. Like your your brain is literally like a computer. And yeah. You, it only could process so much at a time. Yep. Like that task that would normally take you, let's say, an hour to do. You get so good at it, it you basically reprogram your brain to do that task quicker and more consistently. It's like like biohacking for the most part. It's like it's basically you, you built a habit. Yeah. That's what it essentially is. Self-awareness, beautiful mm-hmm. gift. Yeah. So let's talk about sleep and that sleep-wake cycles are going to be like the most challenging things. And we talked about it a little bit. So there's like some goals and it's going to depend on what kind of person you are, how well you, you know, tolerate naps, uh, you know, aim to get eight hours of sleep in general, you know. Let's just say you might have slept like six hours the day before work, before you're three on, right? So maybe take a nap for two hours before your night shift, like at, let's just say, 3 p.m., 4, whatever, 2. And maybe that'll work for you. And me and Peter have like developed, just like we said, we usually take a nap when we're off. Hey, let's go through the whole thing. So let's start with going on to work. Let's just hear about a work two in a row. What I would do is... The night before, I would stay up till one or two. Midnight, sometimes I like to go to sleep. I wake up I wake up early like a regular person, 9 a.m., 8. I'll still do my workouts, do my things, and then I try to take a nap in by like three, right? That's mm-hmm. like a goal. Yeah, three or four, yeah. That way you're up by like five, and then you start getting ready to work for the most part because we have a little bit of a longer drive here, but that's just like gives us time to, to wake up because, you know, different – different nap times are going to give you different like abilities you could say you know different different naps are attributed to certain characteristics like a like a small quick nap between like 10 to to 20 minutes is going to give you like more alertness increased learning but like naps that are longer than an hour they're going to give you the same benefit and a few extra things but you're also going to be more groggy in that sense because you've you slept longer and now you're kind of pushing into into like your, your deep sleep but yeah, the way Matt, like Matt said, the way we do it, we like to wake up normally, and then before our shift starts, we like to take take a nap, and then we go into work, you know, with a coffee or with tea, and then ideally, when time allows and if things aren't going crazy, we would take a nap at work as well. So like mid shift, that'd be cool. Yeah. I like I like taking my naps during a shift if if I can, usually like around one o'clock. And the pl- the place we're working, and we have like a one hour period to either eat food, but we already intermittent fast, so we stop eating after midnight. So it sucks taking when you have your hour lunch at 11. Mm-hmm. If you're like that admission nurse, they front you upload, mm-hmm. you go, you'll go first. But if you take a nap at like two, three, you feel so good. But my problem is, is realizing that I've been napping for longer than 30 minutes. Sometimes I'll do it for like 45 minutes and I'll have that grogginess when I wake up. Yeah. I, I, my, what is it? My brain went to a different like um, sleep cycle, right? Yeah, and then I you wake you wake up feeling like shit. Where am I? What's going on? Yeah, because then you're pushing on a board of like deep sleep, and then you know, you, then at that point you need like your whole REM cycle and things like that for you to feel a lot better. Napping hundred percent. I used to not nap at I used to not nap at all, and I used to look down at napping like, oh, you're you're napping like you have stuff to do. But once you actually start <laughs> doing, it, it's one of those biases that we have, you know, because like raised by Polish family, like you know, you don't have time to sleep during the day. You you do everything you can during the day, and then you sleep at night, like. You're a lazy person. Yeah, that's what right. you are. Like yeah, my mom always told, like my mom always told me, like when I was taking a nap and I was younger, it's like you could you could sleep when it's dark outside. It's just like goddamn. It's like noon. I'm tired, but that's what they kind of drill into you, and it's it's not right. It's not true. And night shift comes, yeah. and it's like damn. Mm-hmm. I'm about to tell my mom to take a nap. You know, yeah. just in general, you know, and we talked about it on like one of our little tips, right? Like when you take that 15 minute nap, you wake up like 
super alert. Like those fit alarm fatigues that you've experienced for four or five hours of work, like it gets refreshed. Mm. So if you're a nurse that like is scared to nap, I would still do it. Give it a try because it's like a little reset, just, yeah. like, just like a computer, just like a phone when it's like tweaking, it needs to reboot. Same thing for the brain. Yeah, if you're one of those people with that, always has to take like a long nap like if you, you can't just nap for 10 20 minutes it always goes to like an hour that's fine you can nap for an hour but just plan for it and also plan for being like a little bit groggy afterwards it's going to take you if you nap for like an hour it's going to take you another 30 to 40 minutes to f- fully wake up so like prepare for that too you no know, you shouldn't want to want to wake up from from your nap and then go right to work it's not a good idea you should leave like at least half an hour to five minutes of of you fully waking up fully regaining consciousness you could say that's what i would consider so like, but when to sleep? Because if you're doing like three in a row, if you're doing your, your night shift, like when do you, like when should you yeah. sleep? You so know? now, so now we're transitioning to coming off work, right? Yeah. So you're coming off work. So, like, you gotta, like, with everything else in life, you gotta figure out what's gonna work best for your for your body. What me and Matt usually do, Amen. preach. Yeah. What me and Matt usually do is we get off work, usually our three in a row, two in a row, ideally three in a row, and we we work out. Like we go to the gym, we work out. Probably for like two hours. So I'd say we get off work. We at, pack, man. Yeah. So I'd say we get to the gym at, at eight a.m. We get off work at seven. Get to the gym at eight a.m. We have a little bit of a drive. We work out for another two hours. Probably back home ten thirty, eleven o'clock. Um, you know, like that said, we we fast for the most part. We're pretty good on it. Sometimes, you know, it doesn't always work out because you're just that damn hungry. If you had like a pretty bad shift, you're more prone to snacking. But for the most part, get off, get off the gym, get back home, and we take a nap. We nap like a long nap probably till like four o'clock, three o'clock. Then we wake up, do a few more things, and then we're back in bed by 10 o'clock because you're, you're tired. So we consider our nap to be like four hours because mm, yeah. you don't want to lose like a whole nights of sleep. You want to get at least some of it. Mm. So you will do at least four hours. And then, yeah, going back to that <clears throat> night, going to bed, we'll try to get at least like eight hours. In. Mm. And that's, you feel good. You feel pretty okay. <laughs> you do feel good because that... <coughs> like we have a whoop band track. Hoping- we have a whoop band tracker and like literally we have to start getting more in depth with it. It'd be pretty cool to show it in the vlog. But like when we wake up, we feel pretty good the next day. Like that first day we can tell that our body took a hit, but it is what it is. That transitioning is worth it because then we get to wake up and have a normal life for the like those three or four days. Yeah. I like looking at the whoop because like it shows you trends and stuff and you kind of figure out because you know how some people aren't sure if they need eight hours of sleep or seven or, yeah. or six. Whoop does a really good job of doing that because it tells you how well you do on what amount, what amount of hours of sleep. So like for example, the day before I slept like six hours, 11 minutes and my recovery was 93%. So it's out of a hundred. So that's really good. 93%. Today, when I, when I woke up, I was at like five hours and like 28 minutes and my recovery was 34%. So it just shows you like, I'm, I probably need at least six hours of sleep to, to get a good amount of recovery because it's cool. Cause it also checks your strain the day prior. And my strangle, I didn't go above my strangle. I was like four points below my strangle. So my recovery didn't drop from 92 to 34 because I took a lot of strain the day prior. No, it's not because I didn't take enough strain for me to have that. So obviously my sleep. That 45 minutes that I lost that that night in in between those nights dropped me down that much. It's cool to see because like that's, you learn where your goal is because maybe you've been sleeping eight hours, but you just... Don't still don't feel optimal at eight hours. Whoop can show you, hey, maybe all you need is six and a half. Maybe try waking up an hour and a half early and you're going to feel so much better. 
you know, just little things like that. And yeah, you actually could track like naps on it as well. So that all adds on to the sleep debt. So then, yeah, you have like a sleep coach and tells you you need this much. And I, I, I follow pretty well because if I want to perform the next day, I like look at it and actually try to wake up by that time. It's kind of different because we're kind of like living together. So we got to get up to the gym. We got to get up to the gym. Yeah. I'm not going to get my whoop. You know, I got another coach waking me up instead of the whoop coach. But yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like when you live with two other dudes, when one, when one person wakes up, everybody else is fucking waking up. Yeah. You know, you're going to either make some noise or you're going to get bored. You know, you're going to wake somebody up or like, hey, what are you doing? Say, you're gonna, it's either you're going to wake the other person up because of you making noise in the kitchen or because you just want to fucking wake them up, you know? And especially in this house, we have like this sound system. So this guy always connects to Bluetooth and plays like some house music, like early morning. <laughs> That's how I wake up. The house is shaking, man. They're right. All right, yeah. actually, one of her light fixtures dropped a little bit. Yeah, true. And we had to take off three paintings in the, in the hallway. Right? Yeah, because it, sh- it was making too much vibration. Yeah. So with, with regarding with, with sleep coming off your shift, there's, like, different ways you could do this. The way that me and Matt did it, like, I'll summarize it real quick because we just went over it, is we get off shift, we go to the gym, we take a three- to four-hour nap, wake up at around, you know, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, do a few things till about 10, and then we go back to sleep. We try to transition that way where we still have some time during that day but also leave room for napping. And that whole day isn't going to be perfect because you're going to be tired the majority of that day. You just came off work. You just took like a three to four hour nap. Like you're going to be tired. You're going to feel drunk. Like literally, like you you know that day, you're not going to have a lot of mental clarity. And we usually don't try to podcast or do anything on those days, like straight up. Like it'll be rough. I, I can't get behind this microphone and give that same energy, that same focus for like an hour, you know, yeah. reading over like things or just like creating great thoughts you can't do it on four hours yeah yeah it, it'll be rough you know it'll be rough but like i said before you're transitioning over so there's yeah. there's you're gonna feel like shit doing it yeah. every method T- take an easy day like don't go to the gym mm-hmm. that day or skip yoga whatever it is like have a restorative day for yourself to transition i would recommend yeah. that as well yeah yeah some nurses get off their ship shift and they literally go straight to bed and then they wake up like they would normally like at 7 p.m., 6 p.m. And then they would do like one or two things and then go back to bed. Yeah. So that's an, that's another method I've tried as well. Yeah. It works well. I'll do it sometimes. If I'm exhausted and I want more sleep for those next two days, that's what I do. I go to sleep. I get like six hours, seven. I wake up at three, four. I'll still do a couple things, but I can't go to the gym. Mm. And then I'll do things for like four or five hours, go back to sleep at like midnight. Mm. Yeah, that works well for... But you don't feel productive. That's mm-hmm. that's what kills me. Yeah, that's why you're going to do the small things. To take your small victories, you know, save like the big stuff for, for the next... Like you don't want to be having to drive to the DMV or do like a, a giant, you know, shopping list. Like if you got to buy a few things, go ahead and buy them. But don't do anything that's going to be super engaging. Like don't study for like your CCR exam or anything like that and those kind of days. And then there's some nurses... We do this sometimes. I used to do this sometimes is you get off shift and you're off for the next few. So you just stay up. So you're getting basically zero hours of sleep within a 24-hour time frame. It's rough, man. That's super rough, but I mean... My whoop turns red when I wake up that day. Yeah, yeah. If you want to be most productive for for that day, then you could definitely do that. It's going to be hard. You're not going to be able to do a lot of, like, cognitively enhancing things. Like, (laughs) you know, like crossword puzzles or studying. Those are going to be kind of rough. But if you wanted to do, do little mindless tasks... Then that like you can stay up, you can stay up and, and do them. But like I said, if you're gonna if you have to wait in DMV line for four hours because you need to renew your license, probably not, not the best thing. Yeah, you're gonna keel over. 
<laughs> you know? Straight up, dude. And th- that was a good metaphor. The way you're going you're gonna to get pissed. Yeah. Especially you have like a short temper. Like you're like in fight or flight because your nervous system is like not well fed yeah, by yeah. sleep. And you got no sleep. So you're just, all, you're, yeah, you're going to be getting angry, aggressive that day. Just that day is probably day if you're gonna stay up, might as well work out. That day, that day, Peter's super vulgar, man. <laughs> yeah, one of those days. You probably heard me on those. Days no before. filter, man. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. The last thing, as a night shift nurse, you want to get your nutrition down because a lot of nurses love to snack, and sh- studies show that the people that snack throughout night shift actually disrupts your circadian rhythm more. Like, think about it. Like, you have two separate systems. You have a the nervous system, and you have the digestive system. And if you're constantly eating food throughout the night, your insulin levels are always peaking throughout the day, throughout the night, and your body's in like, uh, there's no equilibrium between two systems. Mm -hmm. So at least if you fast or if you tell yourself, hey, I'm going to stop eating by like four or like three, like stretch it out a little bit, at least you're giving your digestive system a break till the next time you wake up because you need that time. That's when your body prepares itself. Yeah, the best thing to do for yourself is have like a like an eating schedule for yourself on night yeah. shift, and it's going to be different than your than your day shift one. But at least have a schedule. Like, there's a reason why. Now that I think about this, is you know how we um to have patients hook up to two feet, tube feed, and it's like twelve hours on, twelve hours off. You feed them for twelve hours, hook them up, you know, yeah. with like fifty mls an hour, and then for the next twelve hours you turn it off, or you know, just feed them from you know ten a.m. to seven p.m. You know, like they're on a schedule. For reason because it works, you yeah. know. Like, like if you have a diet, you need to have a schedule with your diet because we're doing we're making meal schedules and feeding schedule for our patients in hospitals to make them better, right? Only so, makes sense. We should do it for ourselves. Yeah, it only makes sense to do it for yourself. You know, throw your ass on a schedule. Don't, don't just say, "Hey, I'm working three nights in a row. I could just eat whatever I want, do whatever I want," because my body is going to be, you know, going through through chaos and change. But no. there's pe- there's people that also say that I need to snack to stay up. So. I respect you folks out there. You got to snack to stay up. but just I no. completely agree with that. I snack yeah. to stay up sometimes. Like yeah. if I have a horrible shift and patients are just, you know, giving me the works, you're just like, and, and somebody snacking just you, that you, little joy. That little drawer, man, that snack drawer in mm-hmm. the hospital. Everybody has one, I'm sure that you yeah. have. Yeah, a little, little bit of a, of a rush. Like when I'm, when I'm pissed and if I could have like a Snickers every hour on the hour, I would, that would make my shift a whole lot better, you know? That's why they, they feed us during these these 19 times is because food is is basically you can use it as a, as a drug for happiness if you really want to i wonder if it's a there's an association between doctors that do that too because i see some of the intensivists just like snacking mm-hmm. when it's like a busy shift man that we have like a little drawer man that drawer that drawer is moving mm-hmm. people are taking out the snacks there's a reason it gets refilled every every three days yeah and on that last day before it gets refilled that thing is drier than than a yeah. box of yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it, was, it was worse during C nineteen, man. During during uh, like March to June. Yeah, we ate. Uh, I can imagine how good you guys ate. People are getting food delivered all the damn time. No way. Snacking all the time. Sushi, Mexican food, like sandwiches. Damn. Yeah, because we had a good two over at in Chicago, and the way you guys have your snacks, I can imagine you guys are probably feasting. Is that when you were bulking? Yeah, it's bulking, bro. Yeah, you're bulking, huh? Good, good time to bulk, huh? <laughs> During the quarantine. <laughs> During the court, yeah, man. It was a quarantine, quarantine 14 or quarantine 19. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Quarantine 19. I wonder if I gained 19 pounds around quarantine. I didn't. I probably gained like a good five, though. Yeah. Uh, but then I lost like 15 inches of bowel, so probably it's gonna skew the results. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, yeah, Peter, you're lot, yeah. I'd be, I wouldn't be allowed in research study. That's what I would, what happened. I'm not a good sample. I'm not a good, I'm not a good study sample. Because you lost 40 centimeters of your small bowel. Yeah, right? That wouldn't be accurate. Right? Same with like timing 
like what when you poop or how long you poop. We're, like we're, sometimes I eat and I gotta go shit right away. We're talking. Yo, I was gonna say we're talking about nutrition. Might as well talk about your bowel, bro. Yeah. Is there a difference in having less bowel? Do you feel different post surgery? Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I definitely go to bathroom more frequently. Interest. Okay. Um, in the beginning it was kind of rough. Like you know how sometimes, you know sometimes you like hold your poop in, like because. I don't know how to fucking say what I said. It's kind of weird. You say it how it is, know, brother. Like, this, is, this is the cup of nurses you know? podcast. Because I was going to bed so free, so I was holding my poop in like more often, you know, right, than, right. I, than I normally would. And I was probably just part of the transition phase. But now, it, now it's better. Like it's it's fine. Like yeah, I'm pooping maybe like one point six eight times more than I did before. You do the math really quick on the podcast. Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah, one point six eight times. You know, more more poops a week, which. You know, it's adds up to about you know, <laughs> you know about, about gonna, four four poops more a week. You know, <laughs> something like oh, that. You're so funny, man. But it's I love, it. I love it. So, long story short, there's also a way to do things. Intermittent fast. What we do, as you know, we talk about all the time. Eating schedule. You could also do big meals versus small. So towards the end of your shift, maybe. Like in the sense that Cutting, cut, give your digestion a break, you yeah. know. So ha- have a large meal first and a small meal towards the end. Yeah. Also, in, in the sense that, man, I mean, uh, you and I could agree that if we have a big meal, if we eat a lot in one serving, we're tired afterwards, compared to when we eat a smaller meal, right? So you maybe wake up tired. Yes. Yeah, so maybe your your issue might be you're just having two, instead of having two giant meals, maybe you just have two or four small meals. Yeah. Right. Maybe just because you're eating that much at a different time, that's what's slowing you down. That's what's kind of making you feel groggy, making you feel more tired. Yeah, me and Peter are going to make a podcast based on like how this is actually affecting insulin and the, what the research is saying. Also, the effects of like night shift and like real studies. But we did not have time to come up with all that. But we're gonna. That's a that's a little bit of an investment of time. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely do it to tell you guys. About yeah, it. I'm, I like I wouldn't mind doing it because it's actually like pertinent to our to our life. Yeah, research always always better when it's more pertinent. But there's so many nurses I've heard that went on days and. They feel so much better. They're like, I would never do it again. You know, Rayanne, remember, I have a nurse, Maureen, from like LaGrange. There's so many people that say that. So it's it's fact, man. Mm-hmm. And I felt pretty good being off for three months. And now I'm just like, damn, I feel that wall again. Yeah, nice shift, man. So mm-hmm. we better figure something out, man. Yeah, Make and a GoFundMe go account here on the podcast. <laughs> maybe go on day shift. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll nice. see. And not only matters about your schedule, but you also gotta, if you're going to snack, it's like it's okay to snack. I, I snack too sometimes, but try to make it more healthier. Like do a, the, like yeah. a fruit instead of like a, like Oreo cookies or higher you know, protein. Beef drink, something with higher protein, more of a complex carb. So that snack's gonna hold, hold you over longer instead of just give you a, a quick little rush of, of glucose yeah. in your system. And most people don't know that, like if you're a snacker, what happens is your insulin levels are all over the place like spikes up really high your pancreas releases up insulin drops down again you feel hungry and you're like never in a smooth sailing Mm -hmm. boat and that's all about like just optimizing your nutrition and avoiding those like sugary drink snacks yeah yeah same with caffeine i don't know we we caffeinate a lot yeah we caffeinate i don't caffeinate as much as i used to just because like what i noticed is i don't know why but just coffee makes me poop more or like quicker like the the like the time between a cup of coffee and when I got a poop before my bowel surgery and now it's it's a lot quicker now than it was before. You know, so you know what I'm saying? Two point five times. Probably even more, maybe like a three point seven four man. I know, do three point seven more. That, that's that, all, that's more than pi and pi is three point one four. That's what I'm saying, dude. Wow, it means you're getting up there, dude. The bell oh. curve is hitting me hard <laughs> right now. You know? No, what so a, what an outlier for the bowel <laughs> surgeries. But I think it's just coffee because like when I used um 
the Mio or, or like Piracao, it doesn't hit me like that. It just whatever else is in coffee. So maybe, is it, is it strictly just caffeine that makes you go to the bath, bathroom with coffee? There's got to be something else. Who knows? I feel like coffee something probably coffee. has something, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure it does. Yeah, and sometimes you're even better off taking a nap than actually drinking coffee. Because like Matt said, with the whole glucose and, and your insulin spiking, you know, like your energy levels are, gonna do the, are going to do the same thing with coffee. You're going to have a nice rush of coffee about 45 minutes after you drink it. And it's going to last you, you know, two to three hours. If, you're, if you have a high caffeine tolerance, it's not going to last you two to three hours. It might be like one hour, two hours. And that nap, and that nap is going to last you well over, well over three to four. So you know how we're talking about drinking less caffeine and stuff? That's mm-hmm. what I've actually started doing as well where I'll stop drinking caffeine after midnight. Because for some reason, if you take, that's why I don't like taking pre-recon working out and then going to sleep. Supposedly, it messes something up with your REM cycle where your body never never fully goes through the four stages properly to get mm-hmm. enough of that sleep. I mean, it's probably gonna depend on how how much like the time you're doing this before you sleep. Right. Like there, there's we, a way to probably track it on Whoop where I could document when I take my caffeine intake. Yeah. And then it could tell me what's the difference between like SWS or all those like sleep stages. Yeah, I don't know if they could do it like on a pre-workout. I don't know if you could do it because every pre-workout is going to kind of hit differently and they all different ingredients. But you could probably narrow it down with coffee if you want to try coffee. Like, because coffee half-life is what, three hours? So technically, that coffee and caffeine is still in your system at, at six hours, five hours. It, it, it takes time. That's and why that I try sense, to stop. Yeah. I so try if you stop, stop drinking coffee at midnight, you know, and you get home at, at eight, you're going to be primed for sleeping. Because, That's the goal. Yeah, because if you imagine if you drink coffee at, you know, three o'clock in the morning, if that coffee's going to be in your system for six hours, it's not going to be excreted until nine o'clock. Yeah, it takes longer. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that, that that's the goal. I try to do it. Worst case scenario, I'll have like, I like to have tea in the morning before. Yeah, I like tea uh, too. Before, um, Even like, before work. Before report, actually. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. Like sometimes I try to get everything done in my um, like schedule. I have a cup, a cup of tea in the morning. Oh, like before so you're about you get, to give report? Yeah, even caffeine free. Like just something about tea just like gets me going. Mm-hmm. Probably like a placebo effect, you know? Maybe. That could be it. Like your body is like, tastes, tastes flavor, associates stuff with caffeine. So your body's yeah. getting ready, like about to get a little you pump. Are, but you the are, pump never comes. You are what you think, right? So I just created that habit where, hey, I'm just going to get hyped on like some caffeine free tea bag and it mm-hmm. works, you know? Yeah. Um, I think we're pretty good here with um, yeah, like recovering, recovering. Overall, recovering night shift is going to be basically on discipline and and like a schedule. You need a sleep schedule. You need an eating schedule. You literally need to schedule all yourself, and you have to adhere to it. Yeah, routines are life. Mm-hmm. Routines are life. Having systems in place and meal prepping and figuring out what naps you know what how often and what they work for you. Like you are your own like experiment, as we say, and we do it to ourselves. We we like take our bodies to like the next level by like working out and seeing how we recovered and like you should do the same and you will figure out like the best routine that works for you from transitioning to you know days nights night shift being a better nurse whatever it is like be your own like test subject and figure out how your body operates best your body loves homeostasis so the less transitions you could do the better the less flip-flopping from day shift to night shift you could do that's going to go a long way. That's why we recommend it. Batching up your days, batching off your off days. That way you're only flipping from days to nights and nights to days once or twice a week. And that routines can be most important. And it works for us. And me and Peter, I guess we could say we biohacked it. We figured it out, right? Yeah. And this is the advice the next, that we have for you. From all, right. all the solid experience we have as nurses.
Listen, we're some good nurses out there, man. I think we're great nurses. Like what, top five percent tile? Uh, probably. Well, for now, since we just got to California, probably like top eight percent. Top eight percent. Okay. Yeah. Pushing seven. Pushing seven. We're, we're push, getting push up to the one percenters. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. See you next Friday. Peace out. Deuces.